When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Friday, 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 Friday. Thank God. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the DNBA show. This is where you're supposed to do an air horn. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Special guest in the building, Jenna Garcia. She's been on the show before, but I don't know. Where, where are you working now? or where, where are you at right now? Currently with Clutch Points. That's right, Clutch Points. Yes. Yeah, but I have been on the show before. Thanks for having me again. I'm excited to do like a solo show, just me and wind. Yeah. We got a lot of great mailbag questions to get to. Uh, some stuff about the potential ball arena renovations that Cronky Sports sent out a survey about. Um, I got a cool question about would a All-Star Team USA beat an All-Star Team World? We'll pick teams for that. And then a lot of Nuggets questions as well. Um, questions about the bench, Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown. I'll push the CBA a little on this show. That's the Christian Brown agenda, if you're not <laughs> aware jenna <laughs> not the real cba <laughs> not the real cba the <laughs> christian brown agenda and uh yeah we'll answer a bunch of questions but um first of all yeah welcome in you haven't been on in studio in a while yeah since last season i believe not since i did a rakia shot here in studio it's a bit early for, for it's rakia. 12 12 on a friday it is a friday yeah we could get some rakia going we do only have if we get like a super bar. chat or something right like don't don't tempt the chat with something <laughs> like that <laughs> don't tempt the chat because they will come through they will uh yeah they will they will come through and make <laughs> you do a shot if you leave that on the table but uh yeah how's your summer treating you it's been a nice summer it's great to walk around and get to say like yeah no big deal championship nuggets yeah. no big deal we finally won i was on that train from the very first day like i have text messages i have all my receipts i sent out messages to my grandpa he was like i don't know phoenix might come for you guys this mm -hmm. year it might stop you from winning the championship i have all my receipts so i have been just living life up this summer because i bet on the nuggets from day one last season and yeah, just riding out my bets and getting to rub it in everyone's face, basically. It's are been you, a great summer. Are you ready for the season to start up again? Or do you want a few more months to bask in this championship glow? I think by the time that um, camp training camp comes around, I'll be ready to let it go. But I have been in really enjoying the glow. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I don't really want next season to start. But technically, right, like all of next season, we get to say they're the reigning champs. I you know. know. Like even after Jokic was like MVP the season before, last season I kept being like, he's still the MVP. Right. Until we name the new MVP, he's still the MVP. Right. 
So yeah, um, I I could still go for a couple more months though. We we really do have one month until everything kind of starts up again. I yeah. think media day is October second, then training camp after that. So we got one more month. But then you're right. Then we are the reigning champs. Right. We could just keep it going. Keep riding that. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you different, guys. <laughs> we are the reigning champs still, and we will be until like the end of next year, right? Yeah. May, June. One thing that you did share with me before we started recording and before we went live is that you've been up since um, 2 a.m.? That's correct. Uh, doing early. what exactly? <laughs> Watching the World Cup. Okay. Watching the World Cup. So USA played today at around 2 a.m. is when I was willing to wake up to watch the game. I, I think it even, started like I, I haven't even seen a box score from the Team USA game. Oh, really? Last night. Okay. I'm yeah. guessing they won. They did win. Okay. They did not cover the spread, actually. Montenegro covered the spread. First team to cover the spread against Team USA in this entire tournament because the last game, the spread was 43 and a half points, Harrison. And I'm like, Jordan's got this, right? The country of Jordan, right? Uh, not Michael Jordan. Well, they Jordan. have uh, not Michael Jordan, but Kobe Bryant. Right. Ronda Hellas Jefferson, the, so. Right. So I was like, he's got to keep it within 43 points. Yeah. No, they won by 48. But Montenegro, second round, obviously a bit more challenging. Montenegro gave them a more run for their money. Only two teams, two favored teams today, covered and won their game. So a lot of upsets in today's World Cup. So Team USA, I'm looking at the box score right now. They won by eight points. Yes. 85-73, and they outscored Montenegro 24-18 in the fourth. This was a close game. The spread was 23 points, I believe, for this. Jeez. 21 and a half. Yeah, to start. Well, so. they got some NBA players. Vucevic. I think that's um, it, though. Okay, they have they one have NBA one player. They have one NBA player. <laughs> Vucevic, who had uh, 18 and 16. Yeah. Nice little yeah. game from him. But Ant, Ant Edwards had all of his points in the second half, which is how you, you kind of see them come back and end up winning yeah. that second half. So uh, Good game for TV. Are USA. you on the Anthony Edwards is the next best player in the NBA in a few years train? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I was on that when I saw the first round against the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. He was the only guy who could do anything. Um, and similar to Montenegro with one NBA player, Ant's co-host co or whatever, you you know, counterpart in Minnesota, Cat, is playing and is the only player on the Dominican Republic who's from the NBA. And he got beat today. So um, they got they, blown out. Oh, no, not blown out. They got barely beat by Puerto Rico. Barely beat. Puerto Rico was actually winning that entire game in the first half. And then Cat had a big third quarter, which put the Dominican Republic back in the game. But like always, Cat will fail you in the end. He will. Because <laughs> he wanted to be the hero at the very end. They needed a three to tie the game up. He jacks a terrible look. But it's a three. And he had been hitting. Uh, Jenna, he's the best big man shooter in NBA history. <sighs> Don't get me In started. world He's not history. even the best player on his team. <laughs> God. So, yeah, um, I was actually really excited for Puerto Rico to yeah. get that win. They, Puerto Rico and Brazil are the only two teams moving forward who do not have a single NBA player on their team. Wow. Brazil technically has Raul Neto, but he was injured in the first round, so mm -hmm. not participating anymore. So impressive by both those teams. Brazil beat Canada today as well. Brazil beat Canada? Yes. Comeback win in the second half. Canada was winning in the first half. Um, I think they were tied at halftime. Third quarter, pretty good for Canada. They come out, look a lot better. But, yeah, Brazil wow. out-rebounded them. They outshot them from three. They outshot them from the field. They just they had a great game. 
Man, that's a huge upset. The other the other game I want to hit on, did you watch the Serbia game? I did not watch Serbia, but they also lost. They so were they favored lost, by yeah. six points. They lost and they to Italy. Lost to Italy. becoming their kryptonite because they lost to Italy in Eurobasket last summer. Mm-hmm. When, of course, Coach Pesic, legendary Serbian coach, left Nikola Jokic on the bench for too long in the second half. Jokic was like a plus 11. In this game, they lost by like five points. Anyways. um, He's not even respected enough in his own country, for Pete's sake. Anyways, uh, they lost by two points to Italy. Yeah. I know for my Serbian brothers, like that loss hurts. It, yeah. it hurts because it's lost, but it hurts a little more because it's Italy, who's, like I said, becoming their kryptonite. Also, Serbia's first loss of the tournament. Yeah. So, DR, it, um, Serbia, excuse me. Jovic had a bad game. Canada, all getting their first loss of the entire tournament. Man. Who, um, obviously, Team USA is the huge favorite. I mean, I, whenever we talked FIBA World Cup on this show, I've been like, Team USA should win every game by 20. Like, they just should. They have, except for except today. Except for today. Except for today. Other than Team USA, who is your second in kind of the power rankings right now? Man. Because I feel like it's wide open. After Canada lost today. Canada's lost today, it felt weird, though. Like, they didn't shoot as well. They were jacking. They took, like, 33s and only made, like, eight of their 33s. That's uncommon for Canada. It was just a poor shooting day. They also are way more effective when they're attacking the paint because of SGA. Mm-hmm. And and Brazil just had a big enough and good enough defense in the paint to get those stops today. But So I don't, I don't count Canada out, I will say that. But Latvia, a little bit of a dark horse. Latvia's With playing the like, they're, laser? like they're all Jokic. It's Bertans and his brother, and but they are moving the ball. Yeah. They're working it around. They're doing a lot of pick and, uh, pick and roll, drive into the paint, and then pop it out for a three. So they've been playing great basketball. I w- I, they beat Spain today, reigning mm-hmm. champs of the World Cup. Spain lost their first loss today to Latvia, and they covered 10 and a half points. You know, if you've been watching all... all the first round, second round, or if you follow me on Instagram at Vita Viva Diva, nice I put plug. those bets out there yesterday. So I put Latvia plus 10 and a half, and I took uh, Puerto Rico to cover nine points, a nine-point spread for like a plus 265 or something uh, yeah. parlay. So that was a great hit for to wake up and just have money in your account. Feels yeah. good. Feels real good. Uh, in the chat, Matthew says Germany is his number two after today. Germany is looking really good, right? Yeah. Uh, with led the, by Dennis with Schroeder. the Wagner Bros. The Wagner Bros are on the court as well. They they're one of the only undefeated teams left, and they were one of the only teams today who was favored, won, and covered their spread. So wow. very effective team. But I would say Germany has had an easy path so far. Mm-hmm. Haven't had too many teams that are actually giving them a run for their money, or that have really big big men in the paint that's a huge difference maker in the in the international game is your big man your center so um i think when they are forced to face like a team that has a big center that's really good and effective an nba center potentially it'll give them a a tougher tougher time yeah well there you have it there's our fiba world cup roundup always always good to hit that on this show because we don't really pay attention much to the world cup here yeah (laughs) really we don't pay attention to like anything outside of well and that's what that uh sprinter was saying the other day right yeah he saw that quote about you know oh why are the nba champs say world champs right but 
if you look into the history of the World Cup, Team USA does typically win it when they participate in it. And they didn't right. always participate because they didn't always think it was actually the highest value of, for their athletes because they're in the NBA. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get to the mailbag. Um, we got a, got a lot of great questions coming in from you guys, but I want to hit on kind of one topic that we touched on on the show a couple days ago, but we did get a mailbag question for it, and it's kind of timely right now. Uh, the homie Alec Gwynn asked, what do you think about the arena survey and what it means for the future of Ball Arena? So if you guys missed it, KSC sent out a survey. I think it was the, some season ticket holders, most season ticket holders. Anyway, I checked with one of our uh, co-workers who is a season ticket holder. I don't think he got it. So it was some people, but they pretty much asked, what do you think about these potential renovations to Ball Arena? And they put up some graphics and uh, some potential improvements. In a, in a sense, they are looking to add premium, exclusive, and more expensive seating areas to Ball. Seems like there could be a premium general admission where, you know, you get access to some bar, um, lodge or ledge seating um, where you could get access to seats with a table or drink rail in front of you and then enhanced club seating where it sounds like they are going to potentially turn some of the lower level seating into club seating. So you would have access to. Um, some additional benefits, some club level type of benefits, if, and you can sit in the lower bowl as well. Hmm. Um, my first reaction to this is I hate it because it's what tends to happen when a team like the Nuggets wins a championship. You're looking to capitalize on it. You're looking to make more money, and you're looking to put in more expensive, exclusive higher priced premium seating areas mm -hmm. that being said i'm not surprised it's happening because this is what a lot of teams coming off a championship tend to do milwaukee right. in their new arena golden state built a whole new arena after their dynasty like this is just what happens especially in medium-sized markets um but that being said i i just am not a huge fan of this um i think ball arena could use some other improvements other than elevating the Lexus club and putting in more premium expensive seats that the common person isn't going to have the money to buy. What do you think? I think that fans were already upset during the finals last year or during the playoffs for that matter, all throughout the playoffs last season, fans were upset because they couldn't get access to tickets because they were overpriced. I imagine these seats will be even more overpriced and who do we really want in the building? Do we want Nuggets fans in the building or do we just want people with money in the building, right? Like who don't necessarily, haven't necessarily supported the team this entire time, ha don't know the history of the Nuggets, you know, haven't lived and suffered through Nug life. Y'all yep. don't deserve to be up in there. This isn't Allegiant <laughs> Stadium in Vegas with the, they have field side, like, uh, what are they called? Suites? Yeah, mm -hmm. like sort of suites. Um, it feels like that's what they're trying to do. And it, it's just such a wrong play, if you ask me. Like, there's so many other places that we... I, you said Ball Arena could use more improvements. I feel like, what about the roster? What about, like, why aren't we putting more money towards, like, you know, 
like improving either the facility, but for actual players, let's talk about a practice facility. Let's talk about, um, you know, though you've been to Golden State's arena, correct? Their new yeah. arena. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been, but I've heard it's insane. And it's the accommodations really nice. for players is out of this world. And media. And media. So why aren't we doing, why aren't we making some of those changes? You know, I like that it's and, and like a change. Maybe for, they are. Maybe they are. I just feel like this is like a separate thing that's specific to seating. Right. And so maybe Thanks. they are doing that. I don't know. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully they are. But I just I don't know if it's the right play. I guess I, I appreciate it. It's going to be like a nicer stadium and more people will have nice things to say about it. I don't feel like it's very run down like of a stadium. Ball Arena is pretty nice for how old it is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it, it, it still has a pretty crisp newish feel mm -hmm. um it's a nice arena a very nice arena compared to a lot of others in the western conference that i've been to yeah P particularly for how old it is it, it's held up really well and they have done some renovations um particularly like on the lower level like the hallway from the nuggets locker room to mm -hmm. the court they've done a lot of good stuff um kind of just making that area look better They've redone the locker rooms recently. Like the Nuggets locker room is really nice compared to a lot of other locker rooms, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it just kind of sucks because you're pushing out the average fan. Right. The average Denver person just wants to take their family to a game. Um, a lot of people are like, what's the one upgrade you would like to see? Um, mm. I don't know. Like, what about like a party deck? type thing that's just general admission or bigger tvs in the hallways so that people when they're standing yeah. in these long ass lines to get drink or food or whatever like can watch the game i would say the tvs i have a hard time watching the game when i just that's run actually to the a good that's actually a great point if you go onto the concourse can you still watch the game there are these small tvs like the tv that's it's almost like a tv that's in like a dentist's office right or like in, like your, in your mom's in, kitchen like the corner in the hallway you that's know what exactly i'm talking what about it like, it's a dentist's office tv it's, it's the like, kitchen tv the tiny I cannot one you put in the corner how small these tvs are that they put in the concourse in the corners yeah if I've i don't have my thought about in, that how I'm stupid not seeing that, that TV. is and yeah. if you want people to be in the concourse buying more food and spending more money, which obviously is what their goal is, like, yes, it's a business. Yeah. At the end of the day, give people a place to watch the game while they're doing it. Better Wi-Fi at Ball Arena would be good. Ooh, that's a massive <laughs> upgrade. I that seems like an easier upgrade to do. <laughs> it seems like something we shouldn't have to ask for, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Terrible, terrible Wi-Fi in Ball Arena. Yeah, but those are some of the potential upgrades that could be coming to ball arena um i don't know do they have enough time to do that before the season starts i'm not sure maybe they've already been already started on these upgrades maybe maybe i'm not sure um let's hit a break real quick we got a lot more mailbag questions to get to on the other side uh, we'll get there right after this if you guys are looking for a great event with the fam weekday weeknight check out the colorado rapids um the team's not doing great right now i was just the other night i was listening to our rapids post game show they were coming off um another real poor showing and the the fellas fellas were lighting them up which i loved but um it's still a great time every time i've gone to a rapids game it's been a fun time 
the arena is a, a great a, it's a great stadium to watch games in um, out in Commerce City. They've also got the new North Boundary at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. It's the newest addition to the Colorado Rapids game day experience. It's the only field level patio in Denver sports. So a great place to watch the game. Again, if you want to go there with some buddies or just bring the family, it's a great activity. Each ticket on the patio at the North Boundary includes a drink voucher and gets you access to food trucks and concession options right by your seats. It's kind of like a party deck vibe. Um, if you want more info, learn more at coloradorapids.com slash North Boundary. Tickets are now available at coloradorapids.com. Also, guys, Nutrafol. Uh, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair with no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. A lot of people out there think losing hair is inevitable, uh, but you can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve your hair, hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. Uh, this is for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code DNVR. Nutrafol.com slash men with the promo code DNVR. All right, back here, DNVR Nuggets podcast, DNBA show, Harrison Wynn, special guest, Jenna Garcia. Follow her on Twitter. She's doing a lot of cool stuff for Clutch Points right now throughout the summer. Uh, so make sure you're following her on all social media platforms. Yeah, honestly, my Twitter's not the best place to follow me. There's way more fun stuff on Instagram. Same handle. Same handle. <laughs> all right, let's get back into the mailbag here. Uh, this comes from Carl. What was the one thing you saw in another arena this season that you would like to see in Ball Arena in the future? Mm. Okay, this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about with the arena upgrades. I think the more TVs thing is <laughs> genius. I've never thought about that, but the TVs on the concourse in Ball Arena are so freaking small. Especially after you're used to watching the biggest like, I've never <laughs> screen about in the middle that. of the court. Oh my God, they are so small. Yeah. What I don't is, know. I don't know if I can think of anything else right now. I, I thought of something. What's up? And it's a rumor. It's hearsay because I didn't get to go to the L.A. series in L.A., but I heard that they have soft serve ice cream in the L.A. arena for, for media. Obviously, like, it's not yeah. something you'd see in another arena if you're not the media, but that's something I would want from another arena. They did have soft serve. I can confirm. Damn it. I got it both games. <sighs> yeah. At halftime. Really, was it a swirl? Don't tell me it was a chocolate no, vanilla I, swirl. No, I got vanilla. I'm a vanilla guy. Yeah. Are you a swirl? <laughs> I'm biracial, if that's what you're I, No, I'm asking, do you prefer the swirl? I know what you're asking. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that you said you're a vanilla guy. You just want to broadcast that to the world? I like vanilla ice cream. That's all I'm saying. Right. I not as big of a gotta go with the twist. I'm not a big chocolate ice cream guy. I'm it's just not, not. It doesn't taste chocolatey when it's in the twist. I prefer vanilla ice cream. Harrison's vanilla. <laughs> Your swirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's any not any other things that I've seen in other arenas? <sighs> um, here's one. The Warriors Arena. 
the warrior like chase center is ridiculously nice it's obviously pretty much brand new it's only been open for a few years it costs a shit ton of money like it is really expensive uh right on kind of the waterish area uh, in a pier area san francisco but they have a lot of stuff outside of the arena that's like warriors things mm. like warriors murals mm -hmm. Um, like places for fans to take pictures in front of. Yep. There's really none of that at Ball Arena, I feel like, throughout most of the year until they put up like some of the signage during the playoffs. Yeah. So I think some of that stuff just outside the arena to like let you know you're walking into a Nuggets game, not just a regular, like you're not just going to a random sporting event. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Well, there is stuff like signage if you drive to the arena to a game and like park and come in from that parking lot, there's like those triangular towers that have <laughs> yeah. like Jokic and each of the guys on each yeah. side. But like from the other side of the arena, you wouldn't even know. Right. You'd you have could no be going idea. to there's an no, game, you nothing. wouldn't know. Yeah, there's absolutely no signage. Like there yeah. has to be more stuff, uh, especially in our digital age where like everybody wants to take a picture at every event right. they're doing. You got to put something up there somewhere. For, like I want to take a selfie. Yeah. I need a background. Can I get a Jokic? Or Murray background, take a selfie with Jokic and Murray. Yeah, something. So I think something like that would be good. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think what we saw in the Miami Heat arena that we would want in our arena. Yeah. How about just some more like diverse food options? I feel like I feel like Ball Arena is like very like you have your classic arena food, you know. Mm -hmm. But, like, not much fancier, like, you would get, you know, like, I don't know. I've been Kale, to other just go arenas. to the premium general admission yeah, for that. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll have that there. You must not be sitting there. in the okay. suites that are I, on court, court level. I, I have not sat on club <laughs> level in a long time. So. Kale wants elevated, more elevated food. I do want some, there I want are. some fancy, like, what, uh, give me, give me, like, a fried chicken sandwich or something. You okay, that's not, that's not that. Decent elevated. tacos in the 100s level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'll take that. Yeah. But yeah, they could improve. I think they could there's just some stuff that they could do to make it seem like it's more Denver, you know. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. What else have we got? What else do we have in the mailbag for today? This comes from Can you make that a little bigger, Kale? Yeah. My eyes are gone. Didn't even put in my context. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this comes from Colonel the Colonel. We did this every year, but this year would be different. So for the same old question, what attribute or improvement do we want to see from our MVP now that he is a NBA champion and the best player in the league? I remember last year and it's leadership and we saw that. It's good memory. It was leadership last year. And I was pretty happy with how Nikola Jokic became a better leader this last season, especially in the playoffs. I feel like he really stepped it up. Yeah. Is there anything off the top of your head that you think of in terms of potential improvements for Nikola Jokic? It's always tough to ask this question. Like, it's like getting a 99 on a test and then having to take that test again. And the only way you can improve is getting 100, yeah. right? It, it's not impossible, but it's a lot to ask. And it's kind of ridiculous that we even like want to see something different. I would like to see consistency. Like what he showed us last year, can he do that over 2 years time with the break in the middle? Like is he dedicated to, you know, continue this run um as he 
as dedicated as he was last season. We've seen his dedication really uptick year after year after year. But asking for more dedication seems ridiculous. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he needs to be more dedicated to the craft. I, I just want to see that consistency. Maybe a little bit of like mentorship towards like guys like Piwat and some of the younger guys on the team. I feel like that's not typically you don't hear from those guys typically that Yoke is like pouring into them necessarily. You will hear guys like C B P. Watts say things like, I'm watching him. He's setting the example for us, right? Like, mm-hmm. if if he's our best player and he's in here every single day getting hitting weights and doing his routine and participating, like, consistently, that, that rubs off on the rookies. But maybe, I would say, maybe, like, investing in one of these rookies, maybe investing in Vladko after his, after his injury. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think investing in the young guys is a great answer. Like, taking a Peyton Watson under his wing – I think would be a really cool storyline this season. Maybe taking one of the rookies, a Hunter Tyson, like under his wing. Uh, I, I feel like that'd be a cool development. The most obvious one that I can think of is just regular season defense. Mm. That's probably, if you want to boil it down, his regular season defense was probably the one reason or the biggest reason why he didn't win MVP again last season. Mm-hmm. But I think you can also look at that and say he knows he has to pace himself. He knows he can't go all out defensively mm-hmm. in the regular season. We saw him pace himself last year. He obviously leveled up defensively in the playoffs, flipped the switch, and was great. So I don't necessarily know if I want to see him <laughs> improve his regular season defense because I'm cool with what he did last year if he's going to be able to play that way in the playoffs. Um, but but that's the obvious one. But I, I I like what you said about leaders, just mentorship, maybe mentoring the young guys, um, because they're going to be relying on more young guys this coming season than they did last year. I think. Wouldn't that be cool if like all of the Nuggets young guys like P. Watt, Hunter Tyson, like develop a Sambor shuffle? They all can Sambor <laughs> shuffle now. Like everybody's just Sambor shuffling on. Man, who do you think the most? Who do you think on the Nuggets? would have the best Sombor shuffle other than Nikola Jokic. Yeah, other than Nikola. Because there is something where to do it and to pull it off, you kind of have to be tall. Mm -hmm. It doesn't quite look the same or feel the same when a shorter guy does it. It'd be pretty funny, though. Yeah. If it was like, Earl Boykins, a little bit of throwback, like doing this somewhere to get space. I don't, I mean, I, th- I think if you're too short, you're probably still getting that shot blocked, which yeah. is why it works for Yoke because he's so tall. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like maybe P. Watt would be the funniest. Everybody the in the comments is saying MPJ. Yeah, he's got the length. Yeah. I, is he flexible enough? Because you need to be a little fluid and. Um, Does he have the footwork? flexible? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could see MPJ doing it. I think it's too far out of his like comfort zone. Yeah, MPJ is just such a robot when he's shooting. Chuck. Yeah, like like two feet squared, shoulder width apart. Right. He's got a gun on his arm. <laughs> he's got to just shoot it when he when he gets the ball. Yeah. So uh, I, I I honestly think CB or Pwat would be a funny Sambor shuffle. I mean, my they, those would be hilarious. My pick would be Vlatko because. That would be the most likely. Yeah, I think he would have the second best Sambor on the team, if I had to guess, just from the European connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think P Watt might give him a run for his money. He's Maybe. really got the length. It could really he could develop it still. You know, I seen P Watt doing that in the playoffs where he's trying to figure out how to do the soundboard. Oh, shuffle. you have? Yeah, I've seen him like trying to practice it. This is big news, really. <laughs> no, it's not I, that big I news. I didn't see this. Yes, he was practicing it during the playoffs and okay. like some of the shoot arounds and stuff, and like you would see him sort of doing it or okay. joking around with Joker about how Joker does it. You know. Yeah. So mimicking him, yes. If if Joker took Piwat under his wing, that'd be a really cool development. And you're hearing about how, oh yeah, we went out to dinner and he was just, you know, dropping knowledge on how to handle life in the NBA and, and perfect your craft and just giving me little tips. That that'd be really cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else do we got here, Kale? What else do we have in the mailbag? Uh, this one comes from friend of the show, Chill Ducey. Most likely or more likely a Jamal leap or an MPJ leap? That is such a hard question. I said MPJ was going to... Actually, the last time I was on this show, I said MPJ was going to have a, the biggest leap in the playoffs. I thought he would have the biggest playoff performance. Um, and obviously, we all saw like he made like three threes the entire run well uh, he, he he shot it well until the finals eh. lower than he did in the regular season but everybody's shooting percentage drops a little bit unless you're Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray <laughs> <laughs> then it just raises to career levels um but he, he shot it fine I think until the finals he then I, he couldn't hit anything I actually think it, it would be Jamal in this case just because I think Jamal reached a new level during these playoffs that he now once you tap into that and you've reached it once, I think you can kind of capitalize on that, build on that. And so I think Jamal will probably have the biggest lead. Yeah, I think it's going to be Jamal. I I would be pretty surprised if Michael Porter Jr.'s numbers took like a massive leap. Mm. Um I've said on this show a lot, I feel like he's very close to just his peak in terms of raw statistics he can put up playing next to Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon KCP. I kind of think 17, 18 points a game might be kind of his peak. Because if, he's not getting enough opportunities. Yeah, there's only so many shots he can get yeah. playing with the talent in Denver. And there's really only so many shots he should get if the Nuggets are playing the right way. Right. Um, so I, I think he's he, he could average, you know, a point or two more per game. But I think he's kind of close to his peak there. Jamal, I I mean, I think this is going to be the year of Jamal. You guys know that. I, I think he's going to take a huge jump, not just statistically, but from like a leadership and face of the team standpoint, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so I definitely think Jamal's more likely. Yeah, I agree. All right. What else we got, Cal? This one comes from Joshua. What do you think the odds are that the Nuggets and Avs both win it all this year? I'm not up to date on the Avs. Kale, I'm relying on you here. How are the Avs looking? Avs look good. Okay, more question marks than two years ago when they made their cup run. Yeah. So a lot more question marks, especially at the 2C position. Um, but their walking in is probably the favorites coming out of the Western Conference, okay. uh, tied with Vegas, who won the Cup last year. So probably so, about the same situation the Nuggets are in. Yeah, probably similar situation. Um, they're yeah. definitely on the short list of teams that could do it. Yeah. But saying two championships in one city is likely hard to do. 
Yeah, you can't say it's likely, but it's a possibility. And I think it's going to continue to be a possibility for a while because you've got Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray in Denver. Mm -hmm. As long as you have those two guys on your team, you're going to be in contender status. And then if you look at the abs, you've got Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. You know, like the Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray potentially of the NHL. Um, so just with the cores that both teams have, it's on the table. It's going to be on the table pretty much every year, which is all you can ask for. Yeah, the Nuggets right now favorites to win next season plus 475. Boston, the next closest at plus 500. So I think the chances are up there. I predicted a repeat. At the day they won the last championship, I you, was you like, and Michael Malone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, he also predicted Bruce B was coming back, so I want to be totally in that I category. I think he Mike. was just trying to speak it into existence. He was like begging. He's like, I already told everyone in Denver he was coming. He's back. like, Bruce, you have can I get back. your autograph for my uh, daughter? And it's really just like the the new contract with the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just slide that to him at the parade <laughs> for real no the day they won I, I i actually started to have that feeling a bit into the playoffs just because i i genuinely don't know unless some team makes huge changes i guess uh the suns made a few changes that could potentially put them ahead of the nuggets but i don't i just don't see anybody coming out of the west except for denver mm -hmm. so and i don't think boston's gonna win it sorry not sorry not a Porzingis believer. I, I, not at all. <laughs> Me neither. Not in the slightest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets have a great shot to win it. Do you think? I think they three peat. <laughs> okay. I think they three peat. Let me let me let me tell you all something real quick. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Jamal Murray just won his first championship in his seventh season. Just yeah. like who? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan won his first championship in his seventh season. So I think they're about to do so, some incredible things here. I think they're going to go on a, on a little bit of a run. Obviously, it'll, it will matter what pieces they bring in on the offseason. But I, as of right now, as it stands, I think they win this year, and I still stand by it. They win a third one. There you go. And Jamal's numbers, Jamal's numbers were actually very similar to what Michael put up in his first championship really? run. Deadass, deadass. Wow. Look it up. Wow. Compare their numbers. They're very wow. similar. One thing Michael did in his first championship run was up his rebounds in the finals. Jamal did the exact same thing. His rebound averages went up in the finals. Mm, I've seen the Jokic Jordan here. comp. This Jamal is, Jordan comp I know. is kind of coming well, out of nowhere. Jamal Murray was the first player since, I believe it was Michael Jordan in 1991 to average 10 assists in the finals. So there you go. I know. I've seen the Jokic and, and Michael comp, and it obviously makes sense because Joker is the best player on this team. And yet somehow, he's not the Michael Jordan on this team. Jamal Murray is. And Jamal has that clutch aspect that Michael had, too. Like, I he mean, could get a bucket Jokic, whenever he Jokic wants. Jokic has it, too. Jokic does, too, but it's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a different type of clutch yeah. when you're a wing and when you're standing under the basket. True. That is true. I mean, the biggest reason why I think the Nuggets can repeat next year is because I haven't gotten a sense that they've lost any of the hunger. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of just coming from what I've been hearing about Jamal Murray's state of mind, the coaching staff, mm -hmm. th the other complimentary players, the Aaron Gordons and Michael Porter Jr.'s. They won one, but I don't get the sense that they're satisfied. And I get the feeling that 
they're as hungry or that this championship maybe made Jamal Murray even hungrier mm -hmm. to keep proving that he is one of the best players in the NBA. Right. Well, and, and I think this probably happens and is it happens all the time with t first time teams that teams that win their very first championship. Yeah. Right. Where even though they finally won it, they're thinking, oh, we're going to get this respect now. We finally like everybody can be quiet now. We've done what they told us we had to do in order to get their respect. And the day after you win that championship, it's like all the doubt once again, you know, which is crazy. How many people like do still don't believe in the Denver Nuggets? I heard the other day on Gilbert Arenas's podcast that some guy from Turkey think or something like that. He who played no, international it was, team. It was Rashad McCants who played in Lebanon. <laughs> Lebanon, and he thinks they they genuinely could beat the Denver Nuggets. He, and doesn't, I, he doesn't genuinely think it, that. He was mad just, he was just doing a bit. Sure, but point being, I, I mean, I think that yeah. Yeah, they definitely win another one. All they right. got the hunger. They, they they still don't have that respect that they're expect they were expecting to get. So that's where I think that hunger kind of comes from, and yeah. it's still fueling them. All right, let's hit a break. Some more mailbag questions on the other side that we'll get to. Uh, when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker they win for Colorado families. They've been doing so for more than twenty five years. And the coolest thing about Bax and Shanker is you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case, and they've won a lot of money for Colorado families, over $1 billion for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, Fort Collins, 30 lawyers, 100 staff members, probably see their faces on every bus in Denver. Bax and Schenker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call, 222-2222. They got the easiest number in Denver. Give them a call. Find out if you have a case for free. That's Bacchus an angel number. And Shanker wins. It's a what? Angel number. What's that mean? Like each, like 111, when you see it, it means something. It means your angels are trying to tell you something. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what are they trying to tell me? I don't remember what 222 means, but like 444 is like uh, changes coming or oh. things like that. Like, Is uh, this like something to do with your sign? Yes. Okay. All that's bullshit. <laughs> Wait, what's your sign? <laughs> Taurus. <laughs> that's why he thinks that. Better help. Um, look, a lot of us could benefit from therapy in our daily life. We got a lot of us have problems, whether it's with work, relationships, friendships. Give better help a try you can go to betterhelp.com dnvr you answer a few questions about yourself and your goals you'll get matched with a therapist you guys can start chatting and scheduling sessions from there um you had something to say about better help oh just the whole the whole process is so easy with better help they make getting a therapist easy you don't have to even leave your house if you're embarrassed that it's you're talking to somebody yeah, about what's going on, on in life. You're doing it on Zoom. There's, They make it so easy, and I cannot tell you how important therapy is for absolutely every person. All of us have things that are going on that, whether it's stress or trauma in our lives, that it can benefit. Um, we just heard Jamal Murray talk about meditation during the playoffs, right? And how important meditating is. That's what therapists are there for, to give you some of those skills like meditation and, and different... Um, yeah, tactics that you can use when you are stressed out. So I, I'm a big fan of BetterHelp. There you go. Uh, let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DNVR to get 10% off your first month. All right. We're back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, DNBA show, Harrison Wind and Jenna Garcia. 
Let's keep going with this mailbag. We've got a bunch more questions that we can start to run through here. This is from Casey. Uh, with the heightened uncertainty surrounding the bench unit, should Reggie not be able to lead it and the starters have to stagger, could we see a sub-50 win Nuggets team that's more focused on getting into the playoffs healthy as opposed to pushing to win the West? Mm. Here's what I'd remind you of, Casey. The Nuggets bench was awful last year. Terrible. One of the worst benches in the league. And they still won the West <laughs> very easily, mm -hmm. actually. Um, but, yes, they did have to stagger. They did have to run Jamal Murray with the bench. I would anticipate that happening again next season. Maybe we see a little Michael Porter with the bench. Um, I, I'm, I'm just not worried about the bench that much because I'm not expecting it to be great. And it wasn't great last year, and they were fine. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I kind of agree. I do think Reggie should be leading the bench. Like, I think that would give him and instill in him a little bit more confidence from Michael Malone. Yeah. I mean, we'd really, um, it was kind of unfortunate timing when Reggie arrived and the inability to kind of get into a groove with those guys. So I would like to see Reggie have a chance to run that bench unit. But I like the way you're thinking. Like, I don't think we should worry too much about the Nuggets' uh, record in the regular season unless it affects who they're playing in the postseason because that is what really matters. And it's not just the Nuggets last year, but we see a lot of this happen year after year where teams don't care about the regular season and do worry about their health for the for the postseason. And I think that's absolutely what the Nuggets should do this coming postseason, or this coming regular season, especially because of how long their postseason run was. Yeah. Here's what I bet happens with Reggie Jackson. And I think our next question was also about Reggie. So I'll just kind of get to that in this. I am predicting, and I think this would be the right move, that Michael Malone, one of his goals in training camp in the preseason is to really establish a lot of confidence in Reggie Jackson. Mm -hmm. I bet you Michael Malone's going to come in and say, Reggie Jackson's our backup point guard. He's going to be the point guard on the second unit. We're going to give him a lot of responsibility. And I just think that's how Michael Malone's going to approach it. I think it's actually going to be the right decision because, look, they, they're kind of counting on Reggie Jackson to be that guy on the second unit. And I think here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, I'm going to just become the Reggie guy because I think <laughs> my other co-hosts are out on him. Yeah, I'm going to become the Reggie guy. I'm a bigger believer in him than I think most are. Mm -hmm. I think it, he was thrust into a tough situation last year where he pretty much was signed as a buyout guy. And then the Nuggets kind of just took their foot off the gas over the last couple months of the season. Yeah, It was a tough spot for him to be in. I think he's going to be a lot better starting off the season next year. And um, I've just got more confidence in him than I think most do. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I think giving him that start of the season to kind of develop uh, a groove with those guys is going to make a, bit, a world of difference. Yeah. We had two more questions come in here from Jeremy J-Rock Michael and Andy Jewett. Jeremy asked about Jalen Pickett. Andy Jewett asked about Justin Holiday. Do you have any level of intrigue in either of those guys? Jalen Pickett, the rookie, Justin Holiday, the veteran. Jalen did show a lot during summer league that I thought I was kind of impressed with. There was even like moments when I thought, oh, he could run the second unit potentially. Uh he 
he has a really unique style of play though. And sometimes he plays like with his back to the basket, which is kind of unique for like a point guard. To you you can say it if you want. <laughs> what what do you think I'm thinking? His play style. It's it's unique. What's it called? I I I don't know. What what are you thinking? It's called booty ball. Why is everybody <laughs> so afraid to say it? Everybody on ESPN dances around the term like it's booty ball. Just it's okay. It's okay to say. We should make like a, a t-shirt that has like him on it, but he's like a pirate, you know, and it's like booty ball. <laughs> we'll get Eric right on that. Please do. do you think he'd um, he'd help design that? Because I've heard he doesn't like the term. Can we use the shape of your ass for this, <laughs> this t-shirt? Yeah. All right. So you're a little intrigued by Jalen Pickett. I'm a little intrigued by, by Pickett. More so than I guess Holiday, but yeah. Um, Obviously, it'll just be interesting to see Holiday once we actually see him on the court with the other guys and how that that flows. I'm intrigued by Pickett, though. I think he, there's potential there for him. Um, I wouldn't say he's going to run the second unit over Reggie, though. I wouldn't think that. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely more intrigued with Pickett than Holiday. I think I think there's a chance if Reggie Jackson does not work out, then mm -hmm. there's a lot of trust in Pickett to be that guy early on. I, I think he's definitely just in terms of rookies more, way more ready than most to come in and play right away with Justin holiday. I think he's going to be an ish Smith type guy mm -hmm. where he's really never in the rotation unless there are big injuries. Um, he's just a veteran. He can be, I don't know, reliable, but he's not that good anymore. I'm just, I'm just not expecting a ton. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Kamura, what is your ideal step forward for CB that would 100% solidify him as the sixth man Denver needs? He's not already 100% certified? I think he is, but like, what is the one kind of skill he needs to really improve on to, I don't know, be more Bruce Brown? You know, fill more of the Bruce Brown role next year. Probably just knocking down a higher percentage of his, the shots that he actually gets mm -hmm. the opportunities he gets he he does what i think malone wants him to do what i hope to see from him on the defensive end the energy that he brings the fast break the pace he he's always pushing pace uh for me it's more about like knocking down those corner threes being that guy who because i think there were moments when malone decided to go with bruce over CB, even though I thought Bruce was a bit out of control on the defensive end or getting a couple more fouls than I thought he should be getting, where CB is a little bit more controlled on that end, but he wasn't always knocking down those shots as, yeah. as well as Bruce was. Yeah. They they actually shot a pretty similar percentage from three in the regular season, mm -hmm. albeit Christian Brown attempted way fewer threes than Bruce did. Mm -hmm. Um but his shot's obviously a big deal. And then the ball handling. I mean, the ball handling That's to me good. is the biggest difference between Christian Brown and Bruce Brown. Yeah. Christian Brown's just not a point guard. He's not a ball handler. He's an off-the-ball guy. I will say, some of the videos coming out of Ball Arena, Christian Brown's been working a lot, it looks like, on his ball handling. That's interesting. That's an interesting... I haven't seen that, and I wasn't even thinking about ball handling because... He's not a point guard. Right. I but can't Bruce imagine. Brown was. And Bruce Brown was. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why he's got his new contract with the Pacers. But yeah. 
but CB's not really handling the ball that much. I guess that would really improve his game if if he were to be working on that. Yeah. So that's interesting. All right, let's hit our final break. Got a couple more mailbag questions to get to on the other side right after this. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew beer locator. Breckbrew.com. You just type in your zip code. It tells you exactly where to get Breckenridge Brewery, no matter where you are. Type in your zip code. brings up a list of liquor stores you can go to. Uh, if you're local, stop into the DNVR bar. We've, of course, got tons of Breck Brew on tap. The Mountain Beach Sour we've got here. The Juice Drop IPA. Breck Brew also has good company hard seltzers, if that's your thing. Uh, but Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Check out the Breck Brew beer locator on their website if you need to know where to get Breckenridge Brewery. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook, college football fans, I hope you're ready for week one. I was watching some college football last night. Utah, Florida. I was watching it. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Uh, anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years, like the Colorado Buffaloes will do. Uh, life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. The crown is yours. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we got time for a couple more questions here. I'm going to pick out one that we should go to. Can we go to the Nuggets fan 1122 question? Who would win today? A Team USA or a Team World? I think that was his question. That's a great one. Because we were trying to put this together before we started. Or Team USA or Team Europe, which is pretty much Team World. Um, so Team Team Europe... I've got... It's Team World, okay? <laughs> there are players from South America, Argentina. But his question was USA or Europe. Yeah, but I guess we're going to have to take some people off. Like, Cat's not playing then for Team World, for Team Europe, right? But he could play for Team World. Well, here's my starting lineup I've got for Team Europe. Okay. Nikola Jokic, Giannis, Luka Doncic. It's done. Joel Embiid, if he's playing for France... Um, Not France. He would play for the Con wouldn't Joel play for the Congo? No, the the whole battle right now is Team USA and Team France trying to get him for the Olympics next year. I think he's like a naturalized French citizen. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's and then yeah, Paolo Bancaro situation all over yeah, again. Ex exactly. I it's mean, whack. people of listeners of this show know my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I I did go Team World here because then I put SGA. Makes sense. That's that's an unstoppable SGA, five. Luka Doncic, Giannis, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. Yeah. And then I was putting together Team USA. Here's who would be locks for it. Steph Curry. KD. Kevin Durant. I'd put Devin Booker at the two. Um, Kevin Durant at the three. LeBron. And then you need a big man like Anthony Davis or Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. 
team world slash team Europe is wiping the floor, even if you put somebody else in there for SGA. And if we count like team world, you could do DeAndre Ayton could be on team world. He plays with the Bahamas, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, we need to accept as NBA fans that we're becoming a far more diverse league yeah. than we've ever been. Yeah. Like there are more players from outside of the United States that are that are coming into this league. And that's awesome. That means that other countries are developing their players, investing in basketball. We're growing the game. And Nikola Jokic is a big part of that. I, I was just watching a 3v3 um, tournament yesterday. I probably saw like 10 floaters in the first five minutes of the game. You wow. think that that's just by happenstance? That a bunch of tall kids in southern Denver are are hitting the floater every time down the floor? No, that's an influence from Nikola Jokic. Or, I, or Bruce Brown. <laughs> that's not Bruce Brown's influence. He it's Monte Morris's. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. No, nah, but I, it was impressive, and I think that that's... I, I'm excited, at least, to see the game of basketball grow on an international level. And just to go back to the World Cup for a second, like we're seeing teams that are actually competing with... NBA, a full roster of NBA players with Canada, um, mm -hmm. with some of the more um, NBA-heavy international teams. And I think that that's impressive. We saw South, South Sudan and a lot of teams from Africa make it for the first time. Angola making it to the, for the first time into the World Cup. And that's, yeah. that's uh, an exciting thing to think about, uh, the NBA being a world Definitely. Game, no. Like soccer. 100%. Do we have time for any others, Kale? Want to do one more? Let's do one more. Uh, Rocky show coming up next. Right Susie after Hunter this. in the building. <laughs> Kale, you can just pick out another question that we can go to here. We got like five others to choose from. This comes from Rafita. What would you call a good Piwat year? Uh, what does he have to do in your eyes for you to consider he had a good year next season? That's a tough question because he's averaging like eight minutes yeah. in Nuggets games, not G League games. I, I would just like to see him think, an increase in minutes. Do you think he's a lock to start the season in the rotation? No. No? I don't. Interesting. Do you know Coach Malone? Have you met him before? <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't think he's a lock, but I, I think he's, he's, he's very close to being... I think he's definitely shown and proven that he can be in there, that he can play with those guys. Obviously, this offseason could prove me totally wrong, you know. But I, just from what I've experienced over the five seasons that I've been with the Nuggets, it would shock me to see Coach. It shocked me when Coach Malone put CB in the rotation, though. So it's mm -hmm. not like it would be a first. It would be like the second time he'd shock yeah. me. But I don't know. I could see um, them still, like, not immediately into the rotation, but I could see it being like, you know, 15 to 20 games in where he starts to be like more regular minutes. I think he has a very similar arc to Christian Brown last year. Mm. I think early in the season, he's going to be in the rotation, but he could be in and out a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, as, as he earns Michael Malone's trust. I think a successful season would be that at the end of the year in the playoffs, he's in the playoff rotation like Christian Brown was. That would be a, a way to definitely that would be measure very successful. that success. Yeah. Very successful. I was just thinking like in terms of like his actual statistics, you know, what he would how he could improve. Like if he's averaging ten points a game coming off the bench 
to me that would feel like and maybe oh, like that'd be a block massive. one block and one steal per yeah. game like the games that he gets into that would to me be like regular season success for yeah. him yeah all right guys thanks for tuning in today jenna thanks for coming on appreciate Stopping you inviting by. me yeah thanks for having me are you paying me with one of these breckenridge brews you can keep that shirt though <laughs> sambor chef <laughs> guys thanks for tuning in great week of shows we'll be back next week on monday tuesday we're off monday for labor day what about that all right talk to you guys then